Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We tackle anything related to airlines and sometimes beyond. And this week, it is time to look at the data. You are way too excited about this. Oh, you know me. I love me some good data. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, all right, so tell our listeners what kind of data we're looking at. Well, we went back and pulled a report showing every single flight that our cranky concierge travelers took this summer between Memorial Day and Labor Day. At least it's what they were booked on, uh, you know, thanks to airline operations this summer uh, not being the best. Uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't actually fly on it. But, you know, whatever. The point is to look at where people were planning to go. Yeah, so that might be something uh, kind of interesting. Good job. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But before we get into that... Let's thank our sponsor. I want to thank our sponsor, MedJet, the membership service that protects you if you get sick or injured while traveling. They also offer travel security through their MedJet Horizon product. We'll talk a bit more about them later on. All right. So where did everybody go? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy there, Tiger. We can't just jump right in. We need some caveats here first. All right. Sure. Don't sound too excited. I mean, <laughs> come on, Dave. What, what is this, Newsmax? We, we don't want to mislead with our data wow. here. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah all right. Tell, tell the people all the... Yeah, I'm not going to touch that. Tell all the people uh, about the data. Okay. What we did is we take every single flight for every single person, which is around 5,000 flights or so. Then we looked at the origin and the destination country for each individual flight. So the problem with this is that it will show a connecting flight. Like, let's say someone was going L.A. to Chicago to Toronto, right? That would show one domestic flight and then another international flight to Canada. So uh, it definitely overweights domestic by a lot. And other hubs internationally have some extra weight as well. So, you know, keep, keep that in mind. So why are we doing it this way? Well, you know, this uh, this is a problem with data is uh, you got to deal with the data you can get. So uh, we've got that. We could massage it, but it's still going to get us what we want to know, which is where did people go? And we can get that out of this. Yeah, I and the listeners do not want to spend any time hearing you talk about massaging anything. So since we are a U.S.-based uh, company with the majority of our travelers flying domestically or at least starting in the U.S., we can go ahead and ignore that. Yes, absolutely. It's boring anyway, right? Since there are no travel restrictions in the U.S., nor had there been when people were making their summer bookings. Um, it's definitely a different story for international travel. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. That makes sense. So let's start at a high level. Uh, what regions did people fly to the most? Well, let's start with not Asia. <laughs> yeah, uh, considering that China and Japan have remained effectively closed, this is no surprise. Exactly. And in fact, of all the international flights we booked, only 3.6% touched East or Southeast Asia. And you yeah. might be surprised to hear most of those went on to Japan, actually. Oh, how? <laughs> like, Japan is Japan is still closed, or was still closed mostly, so how how did that happen? 
Well, let's remember, this goes back to the data here. It wasn't entirely closed. You could still connect through Japan. And that's what they did. So almost nobody was staying there. Because when you look going beyond Japan, then you see Vietnam, Singapore, Thailand, next. Those are the countries that opened up. So it's no surprise that of the meager numbers uh, that we saw in Asia, those are the those are the places people were going. That makes sense. So I imagine with Japan opening up a little bit more, that should increase next summer. I'd hope so. I mean, I think Japan's going to skyrocket once they finally let people in. They just keep inching closer mm. here. Uh, but China, like, ugh, man, I wouldn't count on that one coming back anytime soon. Yep, and uh, I suppose uh, we'll just continue to pour one out for Hong Kong here. <laughs> oh, moment of silence, please. Yeah, Hong Kong... Yeah. Hong Kong had some of the most rigid COVID rules, so nobody went there anyway, and and still nobody's going there really outside of China. But, I mean, the Chinese just took COVID as a great opportunity to crush as much of the spirit of Hong Kong as they could. It is really sad. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to tell me where uh, the most people traveled? Well, it shouldn't be hard to figure out, but we'll do it after the break. Dave. Like we covered in our last episode, in addition to COVID, travel security has become, shall we say, a bigger concern. Sure, like when a war breaks out or something. Yep, that's a thing that can apparently happen. Uh, but, you know, at least it makes us not think about COVID. Uh, but BA5 now, well, you know, we'll start talking about that one again, too. Yeah, that's very stressful, and I don't want to think about that. And you're not even going to Canada. Nope. Uh, but but everyone is stressed. <laughs> this is why our sponsor MedJet offers such a great product. Whether your top concern while traveling is health or safety, MedJet has air medical transport and travel security memberships to help you if the worst should happen. Well, maybe not the worst. <laughs> anyway, travel insurance is important, but add a MedJet membership for the ultimate peace of mind. I think of MedJet as the best case scenario for the worst case scenario. Yes, it's a good way to put it. It's like having a get me out of here membership when you really need it. You can learn more and become a member at medjet.com slash cranky flyer. All right. I feel like the end of a TV show season back when they do those uh, two parters that span from one season to the next. Oh my god, I hated that as a kid so much. It's like a very special episode. Uh, but Dave, it's been like two minutes. You only had to wait for like two minutes to get the answer. This is not an entire summer. Calm down. Is, it, is this where we are in the world today? I'm not, I'm not going to get into uh, cultural anthropology here. So uh, anyway, <laughs> where did people go, Brett? All right. Okay. All right. Well, they went to Europe, of course. Come on. Like Europe had largely opened for the summer, and it opened early enough for people to get those bookings in with at least moderate confidence, which is pretty good these days. Yep. And so for us, 58% of the international flights we booked touched Europe. That sounds about right. Uh, how did the countries break down? Well, the top four European countries for us were also the top four countries we booked globally. Uh, the UK was number one, with Germany close behind, followed by France, and your favorite, Italia. Oh, and that's probably the uh, only list that the UK would like to be considered uh, part of Europe on. Um, 
<laughs> We've got Brexit humor here, folks. Uh, that seems wow. like what I'd expect, though, maybe with France and Italy ahead of Germany. But, you know. Well, remember, these are flights, uh, not origin and destination uh, for the whole trip. So Germany, of course, is a huge hub for United and its partner Lufthansa with you know Frankfurt and Munich. So a lot of that is probably connections. Um, and the same goes for the UK and France, for that matter, even though they tend to be more destinations. But of course, the UK, you have American British Airways, and then France, you have Delta Air France. Ah, uh, yes, that uh, makes sense. But Italy? Uh, I mean, there uh, there can't have that been that many people connecting on ITA. How dare you call it ITA, Dave? It is ITA, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> this is an outrage to your I'm, people. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I just read what's in the script, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll have a very special episode, everyone. <laughs> now that I know the secret here. <laughs> But to, anyway, to your point, no, nobody's connecting on it. I mean, a few people are domestically, but Italy is the massive destination. It's just so massive. Everyone wanted to go there. And that was where they ended. That was not for connecting. So big winner for them. And if we look beyond that, uh, number six globally there for us was the Netherlands. Again, big uh, Delta KLM connecting hub there. And number eight was Spain which is probably more of a mix. So we had, you know, a lot of people destination Spain, but then also there's the Iberia American BA connecting hub there as well. So what was the biggest outside of Europe? Well, for a specific country outside of Europe, that would be number five on the hit list. <clears throat> oh, Canada, nope. my nope. home and native land. Nope. nope, you owe an entire country an apology right now. Uh, that was horrible. I'm sorry to our Canadian listeners that you were subjected to that, uh, especially right after the Queen died. Come on, Brett. No, I think they owe me an apology for what they made me go through at Montreal <laughs> Airport this summer. On crankyflyer.com, you can read all about it. But that was painful. But anyway, there will always be singing when I have the option, my friend. And bad singing is the requirement here. <laughs> but Canada is not a surprise at all. It, it is a big destination for Americans and Canadians who want to go home. Uh, so, you know, not a surprise to see that. But it's also a big connecting point to Europe on Air Canada, which, you know, they co-chair with United and, and Lufthansa. They have their joint venture on that, too. So um, good mix there. Uh, and yeah, you know, at least one of those flights was mine. So that's <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yes, your epic adventure where you were just wandering aimlessly. It wasn't completely aimless. I, I was sort of aimed in a general direction. Uh huh. Whatever. Anyway, so you said that's the biggest country outside of Europe, but was there a bigger uh -huh. region? Yeah, there was. You know what the next biggest region was? It was Africa. Wow, really? Yeah, 16%. Of the international flights we booked this summer went to Africa, which, I don't know, that's a lot. That surprised me. That is a lot. Where were they going? Well, no surprise. Number seven on the global list there, South Africa. Um, that's always a, a pretty common place. And then number nine, Zambia. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. Zambia is skewed. We, we Remember, we had that one big group uh, that also had several Very domestic flights. Group. Well, it was a group, yes. but they had so many domestic flights, so it's definitely cheating. So when you look at the numbers, it's actually like a fair number because they had 
all these flights that ended in Zambia, even though it was all just one giant trip. So, uh, so that is cheating. But but South Africa's real. We definitely yeah. had a lot of people going to South Africa. Yeah. Any other highlights? Uh, I was surprised to see Latin America and the Caribbean were only about ten percent. Um, those are lower than I thought, but I guess, you know, they were so tired of going there during the pandemic. They just decided they'd rather expand their horizons this summer to new places that were reopened. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and there was hurricane season two and all that. Oh, touche. Good point. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And thank you to MedJet for sponsoring this week. Learn more about how you can protect yourself while traveling at medjet.com slash crankyflyer. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Cranky Talk, let us know. Email us at advertisercrankyflyer.com. And please, 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 please remember to leave us five-star ratings. Uh, this helps others find our podcast. I've got nothing to read right now. Please send us the five-star ratings. I know you're out there. You're writing comments on Brett's blog. Write them here in the five stars. Go for it. iTunes. That's a... That's a lot of pleases right there. I'm, I'm doing my part. I mean, maybe we need to do the next episode on uh, Adnan Syed. <laughs> nope. No, it might get us listeners. Yeah, what... Uh... To, to give you answers to your please. <laughs> okay. All right, whatever. I've left Dave speechless, everyone. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show... Tell us. We say this every time, and we mean it. Just email us at info at crankyconcierge.com.